1: everyone. Welcome to Catitude. This is a really special show because I'm going to talk with one of our other show hosts, Dr. Cat. Dr. Cat hosts nine lives with Dr. Cat and I've had her on Catitude before. Loads of fun. So informative. And we're going to talk about cats, right? What else on Catitude? Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray. Or worrying, oh my God, do my guests smell that? No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Go to kittypooclub.com, and when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com, use code meow30 at checkout, and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club, Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Dr. Cat to Catitude. Welcome.
2: Hey, Michelle. Hey, Dr. Cat. Hey, I'm super excited. So, why do you think we want to know what cats are up to? I was
1: a dog person before I became a cat person, but I've heard this from all kinds of people. It doesn't matter if you've had cats for years, grew up with cats, they're always mysterious to you. And I think that you never know quite what they're thinking. So dogs give clues, right? We pretty much can tell what's on their minds, whatever. Cats, no. They can be one way, one minute, and then change another minute. And I think they just intrigue people.
2: I agree. I think that cats are kind of, they're not like dogs. They don't burst into the room and demand attention. They kind of hover around the periphery of things and just seem to always be watching us and they're just not easy to read. So maybe it makes us curious. Maybe it makes them seem mysterious. So I've got some theories for why we wonder what cats are up to and and what cats are really up to. And I bet you do as well. Can we just talk about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that there are some unique things about cats that make them cats or or that make them different. And as a veterinarian, I certainly see these differences every day. And, And one thing that is extremely unique about a cat is that cats are carnivores. They are obligate carnivores. They have to eat meat. So they have the mind of a hunter or the mind of a killer. Do you think you see that in your cats? Absolutely. And it's interesting
1: you brought that up because I even spoke to someone had a show on this. And because of all the plant-based this, plant-based that, and people trying to make their animals vegan and they're not meant to be, especially cats. I've heard also that cats are little house well, we say house cat general, but you know, your fur baby cat is not too far as far as in physiological mindset, that different from, say, a tiger or lion. And I've heard that from veterinarians. So was I told something crazy or no?
2: No, that is absolutely right. Um, We know that other pet species like dogs, for example, have kind of evolved away from their original, I don't know, their original ancestor. They've done some DNA testing and things, and they've sort of had to track dogs back. They weren't even really sure for so long exactly where dogs came from because they have evolved along with us. But cats are really, really not very far removed from their wild ancestors. And so cats not only lack the ability to digest or synthesize certain proteins and amino acids that come from meat, but that is the case with their wild ancestors too. And so these things are only found in meat. You're right; you can't make a cat vegan. It will eventually impact the cat's health very negatively. So, so cats are hunters, killers, and and they are also fast and really good observers because that's kind of what they depend on to survive in the wild. So stealthy, silent, sleek, and predator, I think makes them mysterious. Don't you agree? Absolutely. And I've also heard this, but it was
1: it was only one person that mentioned this, that when cats groom themselves, we think it's to groom their coat and keep them clean, pull excess hair. I think a part of it's true, but this person said it's also because cats are considered prey. They want to clean themselves of any scent of food.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that is true. I, I'm surprised you've only heard it from one person because <laughs> not only are cats hunters and have the mind of a hunter, but they're also small. So they are prey. So they have to protect themselves and they have to be alert and ready to flee. So so that's the reason that maybe they are on the periphery of things and always seem sort of ready to launch. Now, of course, you know, I've talked about on the show a whole, whole lot that I'm a fear-free certified professional. So I have to, to study the body language of cats and so on. So I know, and it's very interesting to me, that when you seek out the cat, that is the cat that doesn't want you. Because when you're looking at the cat going, kitty, 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 you know, when I'm in my office going, here, let me look at your eyes and listen to your heart. When I am focusing on that cat, it makes that cat feel like a prey item. And it makes the cat feel uncomfortable. So that's the reason cats, feral cats and pet cats, almost seem like they're lurking around the edges of our existence. And and it kind of makes them a little more mysterious, I think. Do you agree? I think you described Molly really well. (laughs) I mean, she'll
1: come on the couch and sit with us, but she really is just, uh, sometimes I see her and she's facing, you know, the back of the couch, like just facing the wall, like as if she's like in my head, as if she's in trouble in her mind, she's, I'm done with you people. Leave me alone. You know, let me, you know, just be calm and chill out. Is that
2: right? Right. Yeah, I mean, she's just being herself. But I think that cats themselves, with who they are, being both predator and prey, is Fascinating for us, and I think that that that's the reason they seem so mysterious. We also know, though, that throughout history, it's not just our generation and just a mystery of our time, because people have always found cats mysterious and fascinating. Um, I've had guests that talked about there's there's a cat museum that looks at intriguing cats. People have always been interested in cats. So another component then about what are cats doing and why do they seem so mysterious and why do they hide around the edges of our existence or or seem to just be hanging out in the dark, it's partially because of us, of our perception of them. Don't you agree? I do. And I think I've heard that cats are nocturnal. And I know that
1: they're nocturnal because I've heard it from experts like yourself, veterinarians and and experts. So I know that. But I also think sometimes, does that include my cats? Because they're, you know, in the home and then they're inside cats and they have a catio. I don't know what they, I would like to film and see what they do at night. Because
2: I think they just have regulated to my time clock. Well, cats are actually crepuscular, which means they choose to hunt at dark and dawn. So the transitions like the twilight and the dawn when the light is fading, lends itself to the cat being sort of stealthy. So cats that live in our home do eventually go to bed, but they might wake up super duper early by human standards because that's the time their body is telling them, hey, it's time to eat, it's time to hunt, whatever. So so that's pretty interesting about cats. And, and they do have extremely good night vision. So they're sitting out outside or in your house or in your catio and it's dark, but they can see each other and they can see the world around them so much better than we can.
1: That is so interesting, and it's interesting about their time clock. I can't even pronounce that word. No. Me either, apparently. <laughs> but that's why the cats wake me up early, even on the weekend. Well, plus they don't know it's it's weekend, so <laughs> sleep in. You don't wake me up at 7 or 6.30, but um, interesting, interesting.
2: I think that the mystery of cats comes both from cats being cats and being you know stealthy and mysterious, but also from us because... We instinctively are really not that far removed from our nomadic and sort of wild ancestors as well. And so perhaps we can instinctively perceive that cats are sort of hunters. I mean, there are cats, not domestic cats, hopefully, but there are cats that can kill and eat or hunt a human. So maybe we just sort of are hardwired to recognize that hunter mentality and and just be sort of in awe of it. I know that I am in awe of cats.
1: I think they keep the mystique going just by the fact that they're cats. My first cat was Dennis, and he's Maine Coon. And I what did I hear people tell me? I said, he's not like a regular cat. I've heard the term, you know, Maine Coons are called the dogs of the cat. Yeah, walk. yeah. And so I even remember telling a neighbor, you know, your cat's a biatch and mine is not. So, you know, I don't know. What what was I thinking bragging about Dennis? (laughs) They're different. They're just
2: different. And then I got Molly and I realized she's a cat. That's how cats are supposed to be. There are certain breeds of cats that act a little more dog-like and certain individual cats that act a little more dog-like. Of course, we're just kind of talking about the general cat thing but it's funny because when I reach out to guests for my podcast I have a lot of friends that are in animal behavior and things I'm sure you do too and I will send out these questions why do cats do this or that or or another thing and I have one veterinary behaviorist that always emails me back and says because they're cats (laughs) So, so it's not really that simple all right we'll be right back after this break
0: Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray. Or worrying, oh my God, do my guests smell that? Kitty Poo Club has solved the stink. And now the worst part of cat ownership is hassle-free. No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. And the best thing is you don't have to buy some oversized contraption that will break down. Kitty Poo Club litter boxes are manufactured to make your life easier. You have one cat, easy peasy. A small mountain lion, no problem. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Believe me, there are good reasons why we sold over three million boxes. Go to kittypooclub.com, read the amazing reviews. And when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com. Use code MEOW30 at checkout and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On
2: Pet Life Radio.
0: Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet
1: Welcome
2: back, everyone. What are our cats doing? What are they not doing? telling us. Don't you really want to know? Are we really able to understand cats? There are some really cool things about cats. I think we underestimate cats because they are silent hunters and they've adjusted to the to life on the planet here with us, but they are intelligent and adaptable. I love to watch cat videos, you know, just online and social media. I like to watch them. And and to me, some of the really most interesting ones, and even in my office are, you know, cats that meow at their people and the people talk back. Do you talk back to your cat? Of course. Everybody does, right? Everybody does. But it is the interesting part is that adult cats do not use meows to communicate with each other, but our pet cats communicate with us. So how awesome and amazing is it That our cats have learned that they communicate with one another using their body language. But we silly humans don't quite get it. That they understand that we don't quite get it. We're not getting what they're putting down. And so they have adapted to use meows to communicate with us. And it works because I talk to cats all day long. It's fascinating.
1: That's very fascinating. And it's strange how Dennis is very quiet. He doesn't talk, except when you feed him. He wants to make sure, even though he knows the food's coming, that you're going to give to him.
2: Is that common? Well, so some of them are definitely more talkative. And you know what? Some breeds are more talkative. Just in my experience, I I don't want to be too breed specific but i had a cat my one of my first cats that i had on my own when i went to college was merlin i write about him in my book he was very special and he had a very big voice and he used it and um it was because we believed it was because he was part siamese and siamese cats have a very big voice so and i love their voices so i do talk back to them i admit it and think about it when your cat meows at you you give him food or you pet him, or you just look at him and talk to him, and that rewards him. So he's like, oh, good. Gosh, they finally got it. (laughs) That's how they get attention. What about when cats do their little playful
1: bites, like a fake bite?
2: So, you know, that's going to be a show that's coming up, but it's all about the body language. So you, you said, do their playful bite, right? So that means that you are catching on to some body language and you know that that bite is playful. It is important to us, for us to distinguish between a play bite and a bite that isn't. And so I would say in my line of work, I occasionally do see the body language that tells me that that bite is not going to be playful, but our pet cat's, are just trying to kind of communicate with us, I think, with that.
1: So interesting.
2: I know. So our guts kind of tell us that cats are more than meets the eye, I think. And I think it intrigues us because they're so elegant and stealthy, but they're, they're just not like us. Because we talk, we're talking right now, we talk all day long and cats don't even have to. So so I think that that's the reason we're fascinated by them and that's the reason we wonder about the things that they do and and why they do things so we think they're sneaking around we wonder what they're up to if they're so intelligent and they understand us better than we understand them. Are they are they outside sitting around in little groups, figuring out ways to take over the world? Or are they tiny aliens that have infiltrated our homes? I mean, movies have looked at that and it's fun to to talk about that. Have you ever thought about something silly like that?
1: Of course. And I was just thinking, How we're trying to figure cats out all the time and try to just understand them. Maybe that's the problem. They can't be understood. Yeah.
2: Maybe. We're not the only ones that think that, first of all, because if you think about it, the Men in Black had a creature, an alien creature that looked like a cat on there. And so we are not the only people that are fascinated by cats. And we do know that sensationalism kind of is super fun. And so if we think the cats are outside, you know, plotting to take over the world, or, you know, are they super duper smart, and they're really just pulling the strings, we're just puppets for cats. That's really fun to think about don't you think of course and i i think you have your
1: you have something going right there how often have you been comfortable and your cat goes to where the treats are and looks at you and looks at the treats and looks at you you know what i mean So, so there you go
2: yep so i think that at the very least they're really smart but is there something more i don't know
1: Who knows? But I think it's time we stop trying to typecast them and just accept them for who they are. They're just mystical creatures.
2: Yep. And so the next time you see a cat being mysterious, I want you to think about that mystery and think about that complexity Think about how you've got a tiny hunter sitting on your couch. Think about why um, he might feel like he has to spring away because he's also a prey item. Um, But think about how smart she is that she figured out you couldn't really understand her body language. So she adapted to communicate with you the way you communicate with her and just be in awe of your cat and just embrace the mystery. Because it is so much fun and cats add so much to our lives, don't you think? Of course. What would the world be without cats? Exactly. Exactly. And so I I think that it has been super duper fun to explore what cats are not telling us, or maybe they're just not telling us because we don't understand what they're saying. But I just at the end of the day want to embrace how awesome cats are and how much they add to our lives and how complex and intelligent they are. So thanks for coming and talking to me about this. This is a fascinating discussion.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Kat. It's always fun to listen to you and always amazed by just how much you know. It's you're just so, you. so incredibly thoughtful and not like your ordinary veterinarian by far.
2: Thank you. That is an extremely meovulous compliment you gave me. <laughs> I love that. I really appreciate it. <laughs> We have to throw in some cat puns, right? Of course, of course, that was perfect.
1: (laughs) Hey, don't take my perfect, I love it. Oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Catitude. I want to thank my guest, Dr. Cat. So much fun having you on the show. Thanks, of course, to my cats that teach me all about cats, Dennis, Molly, Charlotte, and Jethro. And, of course, a huge thank you to everyone listening to Catitude. I so appreciate your support over the years. Wow, it's been amazing. Gosh, we're on seven, almost seven years of me hosting. So this has been quite an adventure. And our show would not be the same without the magic of Mark Winter, our producer. So thank you, Mark, for making us sound amazing. And hey, remember, lose the attitude, have catitude.
0: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.